Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. If this is your first time listening, we are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. Welcome aboard, and we're your hosts. My name is Chris Alvik. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we are going to be covering July 8th through the 14th in the wonderful year of 1994. Diving in. Right. July 8th, rare bacteria infects leg of triathlete. Oh yeah. Oh, this is gross. A 35-year-old Santa Barbara triathlete stricken with a rare and virulent streptococcus infection which has become notorious as the flesh-eating bacteria, was better Thursday afternoon, but remained in critical condition at the Sherman Oaks Hospital Burn Center. Bernie Donner, a Santa Barbara lifeguard and a popular swim camp counselor, had already lost half the muscle tissue in his left leg to the infection known as necrotizing fasciitis, physicians said. Donner will undergo surgery today to remove the dead tissue from his ravaged leg. Doctors will close the wound, which extends from Donner's groin to his ankle with skin from a cadaver. That is nuts! That is gross! Yeah. In more exciting, uh, I guess more exciting news in... Uh, in, that's, in different news. In different news. Kim Il-sung, known as Great Leader, North Korea's communist leader since 1948, died on this day at age 82. His son, Kim Jong-il, the dear leader, succeeded him. And he went on till, what, 2011? Something like that. 2011. Yeah. Moving on to July the 9th. Cracking down in a drinking town, Hoboken battles public urination. In this once creaky port city, where most every corner is now lighted by a neon beer sign where the local cottage industry mass produces drunkenness. <laughs> There lurks a menace. This is the best article. I love it. Not the murderers or drug dealers who prey upon the good citizens of so many communities. In Hoboken, the nemesis of police and many young residents is the overindulgent young men, and often enough young women in brackets, who violate in droves Ordinance 145-22. That is, they urinate in public. The article goes on to just say how they're cracking down on it and talking about laws and just how many people are pissing in public and how I guess this is a big deal in this, uh... That's New Jersey, right? I think it's in New Jersey. Well, you're in Hoboken, and they sound a wee bit pissed off about it. Huh? Yeah. July 10th, Jeff Bridges to get star on Walk of Fame. Actor Jeff Bridges, star of the summer action thriller Blown Away and three-time Academy Award nominee, will receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Monday. The veteran actor will have his star placed next to that of his father, actor Lloyd Bridges. This also predates the Big Lebowski. Dude. That's what he should have got his star. I mean, I guess, well, he's also right. a very accomplished actor, so I guess, you know, it makes sense. Or Tron, man. He should have got it for Tron. Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, we found another story titled, Hot Dogs Here, Hot Dogs. At Yankee Stadium, there's a hot dog etiquette and Raymond McKetta has it down. Condiments, strictly mustard. If someone orders two hot dogs, hand one out at a time. A fistful of dogs looks sloppy and the people don't appreciate it. And perhaps more important, the fan is always right. For the 33-year-old Mr. Achetta, whose real job is a public school special education teacher, selling dogs in the stands is something he has done with a sense of humor since 1976, just as his father, a subway conductor, and his grandfather a plumber did before him. I love to be a part of America's pastime, he said one night last week as he prepared for the ritual feeding of those watching the face-off against Oakland. Neat. That is pretty cool. It is. It's a, I, oh, that's like a, a good feel-good article, I guess. Some piece and of America. Kind of interesting. Yeah, the yeah. article goes on to just go into a bunch of specifics about like the regulation on like hot dog vendors and stuff like that. Kind of interesting, but not something we want to read a ton of on a podcast. If you listen to other podcasts, Planet Money did a really cool episode on the economics 
of vending food at a baseball game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was good. But that is for another time. Right now, we're going to talk about July the 11th. We have an article titled Hip Hop Youth. Walk into the gym at the San Fernando Valley Boys and Girls Club most weeknights this summer, and you probably won't hear basketball stumping across the floor. You'll be greeted by the sounds of 95 South, a rap group blaring from a radio as 50 sweaty boys and girls dance, twist, and jump to the music. They call themselves the Progressive Youngsters. The name is apt. They're young, and they're definitely trying to do something positive. That is such a 90s thing, don't you think? Yeah. A 90s youth positivity rap thing, like rapping about <laughs> Jesus and good grades and stuff. That's pretty good. All right, July 12th. Two bits of news here. The first is the Allied occupation of Berlin ended with a casing of the colors ceremony attended by U.S. President Bill Clinton. That's nice. That is interesting. I thought it would have happened like a few years before that, but Mm. I guess they stuck around till 94. Yep. Second one is a little bit closer to home for us, and the story is titled, Loving Love Canal Once More. This is the busy season everywhere in the real estate world, but still, Michael Cosentino had to wait almost two hours to see a few modest ranches. Love Canal, it seems, is becoming quite the seller's market. There were 33 people waiting at the door when I opened a couple Sundays ago, said Kenneth Denman, the agency's sole sales agent. He sounded tired. (laughs) The way Mr. Denman sees it, interest has been high and sales brisk since about 250 homes in the Love Canal Emergency Declaration Area were declared habitable and put on the market four years ago. The houses stand on the periphery of the contaminated area and were bought by the government when Love Canal became so infamous property values plummeted to zero. Now, the people buying the houses, working folk, ignore phrases like notorious dump site. They're thinking home equity, piece of the rock, American dream. Should we interject with a little bit about Love Canal? Because I don't think that explained it very well. No, it didn't. Love mm-hmm. Canal uh, was, wasn't it like a nuclear radiation site? I don't, I don't think it was oh, nuclear no, it radiation. Was, it wasn't it nuclear was, radiation. It was dumping. Yeah, it was just dumping. It like was a, a chemical canal, it was, dumping site. It was a canal that some guy tried to build at the turn of the century of yeah. like the 1900s. Got like a few hundred meters in and then lost funding, lost investors or gave up. Gave up, yeah. So then, yeah, like 40 or 50 years later, a chemical company bought up the site and then just used it as a dumping ground. They they lined it with concrete and everything. It didn't work properly. Houses something, something leached into rainwater. Uh, cancer everywhere. Yeah, cancer everywhere. Tons of kids born with birth defects. It was a big deal in what, like the 70s or something? Yeah, well, it's still a big deal. Like there are still every now and then you'll see an article about the cancer rates from people who live in the area or live yeah, in the area. I remember hearing actually about that a lot in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it was still a big deal. Then. Oh, yeah. And it is very close. Yeah, it is very close to here. It is just on the other side of the U.S. Canadian border. It's like Niagara Falls, in New Niagara York. Falls, New York. Yeah. It's literally like 11 kilometers from where we're sitting right now. Literally a cesspool. Yeah. When I look for a home, I don't look for the word habitable in the listing. That's just yeah. an assumption I make. How many toxic spills have been, uh, you know, within a mile of here? If it's over seven, I want nothing to do with it. June 13th? All right. July 13th. July 13th. Good call. One last flight for Tabitha the Cat. Tabitha the Cat slipped through a cargo compartment ceiling panel on a tower air jet yesterday into the the arms of her gleefully weeping owner, ending a crisscross country voyage that could put a strain on frequent flyer stipulations. For 12 days, Tabitha, a three-year-old domestic shorthair, hid within the nooks and crannies of the vast temperature-controlled body of a Boeing 747. In that time, she logged 30,000 miles, zigging between New York and Los Angeles with occasional zags to Miami and San Juan. It was an aviation-age version of the classic cat-up-a-tree tale. <laughs> Tabitha somehow escaped on June 30. 
30th from her carrier in the cargo hold of the plane on the New York to LA flight. The airline refused to take the plane out of service to search for her, instead deciding to look for her whenever the plane touched down. Despite armies of volunteers and airline workers combing the plane, baiting areas with tuna and stuff, Tabitha could not be coaxed to show herself. Eventually, they did uh, shut the plane down for a while, opened up the hatch, found the cat. That's nice. Yeah. Tomorrow, July 14th, I guess. The cat's owner, Carol Ann Timmel, with Tabitha on a seat beside her, will be flown to Los Angeles by Tower Air in first class for free. Oh, that's a nice story. <laughs> yeah, it shows that uh, cat stories were still a thing back in the 90s, or were already a thing. Closing out the week, July 14th. Bus fare hike okayed, but token cost unchanged. Los Angeles bus fares will go up to $1.35 on September 1st, the first increase in six years, and general monthly passes will no longer be available, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority decided Wednesday. To temper the 23% increase up from the current fare of $1.10, the authority's board of directors voted to keep the price of a discount token at 90 cents rather than raise it to a dollar. Alright, so I wanted to see what it's like 22 years later. I looked it up. I was expecting, you know, kind of a higher, you know, much higher thing, like $2.50 or $3. The current price of transit in LA is a buck seventy-five. $1.75. That is That's super so cheap. cheap. Yeah, like around here, uh, like the TTC in Toronto is $3.25 I think. Yep. Even now, Transit, which is a crappy small town Garbage. bus system, is I think at least 275. LA is known to have like one of the best public transportation systems of any major city in America. That's great. Yeah. Like a buck seventy-five. Damn. Anyway, I think that's the that's it for the week. Well, you can do the week overall. All right. Yours. Yeah. So sometime uh actually sometime this month in July, LucasArts released the game TIE Fighter, a space flight simulator slash space combat computer game. It's a sequel to Star Wars X-Wing. It places the player in the role of an Imperial Starfighter pilot during the events that occur between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Very cool. That's kind of cool. Because, I mean, you know what was all the thing, all the rage in the 90s? Mm. Flight, Flight simulators. simulators. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about those sometime. That oh, was, yeah. That was one of my first computer games, Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm-hmm. the World War II theater. Oh, yeah. Like, Very I, I, cool. I know my dad was into it. And I think just a lot of people were oh, super, yeah. like, just, oh, you can do this with a... Uh, Everyone had a, joysticks. Yeah. Yeah, and then like some people had those insane setups. Like I've never oh, actually yeah. seen one in real life, but some people build real cockpits with like hydraulics that move up and down and stuff. People are crazy. All right, let's move on to movies and music. Diving into the weekend box office and number one, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. That is true. Forrest Gump. This is a wonderful movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. This is also one of the first movies I remember seeing. I saw it at the drive-in oh, with my dad. Okay. The only reason he picked Forrest Gump is because he thought it would be really funny because of the word gump. And That's how my dad right. picks movies. He was right. It's not like, it's it's not a... That's true. It's not a laugh out loud how It's not a dick like and that. fart joke comedy. It's a good movie. I'm going to tell the podcast listeners, I've got this Halloween costume idea. I'm going to enact it this year, finally. Yeah. Every year from now on, I'm dressing as a different version of Forrest Gump, getting shmammered and only quoting the movie all evening long. That is a really ambitious plan. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, like, I want to know if you're going to keep up with that. Like, I, I, I easily two or five years, not a, not a big deal, but number two right. is probably one of my favorite movies. Oh, agreed. Yeah, The Lion King. We actually found a weird, uh, a weird review for this when we were just looking up some information to something else to throw in there. Uh, so, read it, yeah. This is from 1994. I'll just read you the paragraph. When this formula works, it can awaken the child within us. I enjoyed The Little Mermaid because it made Disney films seem fresh and new again. I loved Aladdin in spite of its flaws, but if it weren't for Robin Williams, that movie would have fallen flat on its face because it was nothing but Disney formula. The Lion King doesn't have Robin
Robin Williams. And while it does have James Earl Jones booming baritone as Mufasa, the great king, that's not enough to keep this film from feeling like a rehash. There's nothing new here, and there's not enough creativity to make it seem refreshing. Wow. That is that scathing. is scathing. That is such a, like, that is... the. Oh, God. Oh. The Lion King is one of the first movies I remember seeing in the mm. old style theater at and the square. the fact that he just gives, like, Aladdin just gets a pass because of Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Like, God. it's such a good movie. Like, it can stand on its own. Those are three I mean, Robin Williams. classics. Yeah, like, those are all fantastic movies. Yeah. And I think through the lens of now, we look back and see all of those movies from the 90s as such great movies. I don't think anyone seriously hates The Lion King. The thing about all three of these movies is you can put them on for a kid now and they will be amused. Oh yeah, that's the same with any Disney movie though. Like, how much did we care if it was... True. If it was Cinderella The Lion King, or, yeah, or yeah. Snow White. Like, yeah. and those were movies made decades earlier. Yeah. Anyway, probably enough of that. Yeah. Uh, moving down the list, we've got Speed at number three. Some good Keanu in there. Blown Away. The Shadow. I Love Trouble. Woof. Baby's Day Out. Ooh, number ten. Yep. The Flintstones. Oh, God. Is that a... Is that John a good Goodman. Movie? Oh, I loved this movie. John Goodman, Halle Berry. Yes! Oh, Halle my Berry. God. I forgot about that. I didn't. Rick Moranis. <laughs> yep. And uh, finishing it off, just hanging on after 30 weeks is a great movie, unless you're Elaine Bennis. Schindler's List. Ooh. All right. Let's move on to music with a number one song that makes me want to give up on this segment altogether. What? I Come Swear on. by All for One. How do you not love that song? I didn't I, like slow dances in grade six. What do, what do you but, what do you want from me? I swear something blue. <laughs> okay, I, I don't remember the words, but I, I love the it. words I don't know in the song. Moving on. Number two, Regulate by Warren G. Oh, fuck yeah. Featuring, I think it's featuring Nate Dogg. It is featuring Nate Dogg. Yeah, I love this song. Very good music video. I don't think I saw the music video. I don't remember it. Regulator's gonna regulate. Yeah. Number three, Anytime, Anyplace, slash, and on and on by Janet Jackson. This was okay. It was, it was very stereotypical R&B. It didn't do anything for me. You know what did though? Number four. Yeah, this is, you're all about this. Oh yeah, Stay, brackets, I Missed You by Lisa Loeb. Such a good song. Just that opening is, uh, I love it. I don't have much else to say about that, let's but it's up, a really good song. Let's close out the top five. Mm-hmm. Don't Turn Around by Ace of Bass. Not one of their biggest songs, but yeah, still a pretty good, a good one. one. It's though. a good one, it's yeah. It's a good Ace of Bass song. I'm glad I'm we can, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. there was at least one thing in the top five. You don't oh, like regulators? Oh no, I like regulate. Okay, okay, two things in the top okay. five we agreed on. Coming in at number eight, we get Can you feel the love tonight from the Lion King soundtrack? Damn right. God, that's a good song. Man, super good. Oh, the sign by Ace of Bass is still on there. That is probably, I mean, that is Ace of Bass's most known song. Always by Erasure's on here. Yes, I love that. Um, you may or may not know that if in 2000, uh, 2010, if you were playing Robot Unicorn Attack, that little flash game. Oh, God. Yeah, that was the theme song to that. Okay. You know, I'm moving down the list. There's not a lot that I love on here. However, there is one iconic 90s song that is falling off the charts that we need to talk about before it's gone forever. Which one's that? At number 41, What a Man by Ooh. Salt and Pepper featuring On Vogue. What a Man, What a Man, What a Man. Great salt and pepper song. Oh yeah. So let's close it out there. That's a great. Yeah, that is a. Uh, that's a good time to end it. All right. Let's move on to thankfully not nineties. Now what do we have this week? This week oh. is oh, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> do you remember hearing about anti-vaxxers in the nineties? Because I don't. Me either. Like, thankfully, 
I don't. An anti-vaxxer in the 90s was like me being an afraid eight-year-old not wanting to get like a shot. But I was like, I know I got to do this. I really don't want to, but you know, let's get it over with. I remember being a kid and not being susceptible to the measles. And there are now children who cannot say that. Yeah, that's a, that's a Terrifying. good thing. I like having some immunities. There was a restaurant in Niagara Falls where the owner was very much anti-vaccine. <laughs> and like, oh God. It sucked because the food was the really good. The food was good. so good. Like, but I couldn't go there because she talked about it so openly and I wanted to grab her and shake her. You can't do that to people. Yeah, you can't. As we learned last week, if you have a differing opinion with someone, don't throw a propane tank in the fire. Yeah. Don't shake them. You I, know what? Now that I think about it, I understand propane tank guys position yeah. a little bit more a little bit oh i totally get it but it's just like you know there's a little bit having a little bit of empathy and then there's yeah. actually doing it you, you shouldn't you shouldn't do it yeah oh god good restraint you had on that thank you thank you you know what yeah we're thankful for the 90s for really having the anti-vaxxer population as such a non-vocal minority that they probably barely existed let's hope we can get back to that soon yeah we're around the next we're gonna talk All about right. 90s news yeah 90s news now you guys oh, you yeah. guys we love pokemon we're unashamed of it pokemon go is kind of out sort of out sort of out somewhat out it is great yeah it's Minus so all much the fun. server issues that they're having right lots now, of server issues this is such an awesome this is game the closest i've ever been to being a pokemon master so for those of you who haven't played it it is a mobile game that uses your phone gps to allow you to run around in the real world and collect pokemon it is super fun you can fight other teams for gym ownership yeah it is crazy i left my house and this is true at 11.45 p.m. yesterday to go take over the gym closest to my house because some scumbags came in and took it from me in my gold bat. Oh, yeah. I I, cl- I reclaimed the gym closest to me this morning because, like, I had to go to work. I was like, I can make time. Yeah. Ran over there, took that gym back. I, this is real. I, I can't believe oh, how hyped I've been. Like, I've never been this hyped for a game in a long time. I went to go get groceries yesterday and actually pulled over to the side of the road and parked. So so I could hit a poke stop and refuel on pokeballs. Oh yeah, I've done that too. I the other day we are grown men. Mm, yeah, we and a lot of the other people I've seen playing adults. are adults as Shameless well. Shameless adults. Yeah, yeah. One last thing I'm going to say on this: the way I can tell how addicting this game is, I sprained my ankle the other day. The next morning, I was like, "All right, I'm going to take a little bike out. Maybe I'll be gone for 15 minutes. I'm just going to hit up a poke stop or two nearby." That was about 10 after 11 yep. in the morning. I got back at 1:40. And only because I had to go to work. I had to get ready to go to work. Uh, if you're a fan of Pokemon, check it out. If you're not a fan of Pokemon, eh, you know, do, you. It, do what you want. We're not, uh, we're not telling you what to do with your lives. And let's take this discussion of Pokemon Go straight into our 90s spotlight. Today, I would like to talk about playing games outside in the mm. neighborhood, specifically games like Manhunt. So kind of relates to Pokemon Go now a yeah. little bit. I've kind of felt a, a sense of nostalgia in that, right? playing that, not only because of Pokemon, but just that being outside and playing and a game. Going through the neighborhood, it had a very Manhunt, neighborhood hide-and-seek kind mm. of feel to it. And that was, I think, yeah, the 90s was probably, or maybe early 2000s, was one of the sure. last decades, I think that was really a thing. You don't like, just, you just don't see it with kids anymore. They have so many other options mm-hmm. that I They're don't think there's a big... inside. They're yeah. doing stuff like that. And I think a lot of just the world has changed so much that 
people aren't really comfortable letting their kids outside anymore. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to Agreed. the validity of that. But I think that just seems to be the culture now. You want your kids home before dark and, you know, you want to know where your kids are at all times. Like Manhunt, we went out at dusk. Yeah, exactly. That game started when the sun was setting. And, like, we were jumping over fences in people's backyards. Oh, yeah. Like, all sorts going of into, shenanigans. Going into, like, hydro fields. Hiding, and hiding in someone's in garage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was oh. good at Manhunt. <laughs> I remember one time I was like six. I don't know, some random house nearby. They had like, I don't know what they were building, like a basement or some kind of, they were building something onto their house. But I remember climbing down and hiding in that. Yeah. And that's sketchy. That's just, oh, super sketchy. That's just the kind of thing you don't see now. If there's a six-year-old hiding in like a big concrete thing, you, uh. You're calling someone. You ask them what's up. Yeah. Yeah. You try to be like, hey, where's your (laughs) You ask them what's up, but then someone walks by and sees you accosting a child, they think, and then calls the police. Yeah. then you have to answer for what you what you've done. Well, I'd be like, you know, hey child, where is your parent <laughs> slash guardian? Hello, local youth. <laughs> oh, anyway, like Chris said, I think the 90s and maybe even into the early 2000s was kind of the last time you saw swaths of kids mm-hmm. hanging around outside at night playing these childhood games. Yeah. Right? And like it, it, it falls in with like trick or treating and stuff like that. It was just so cool to the be times, a kid. Yeah. You know, whether or not you grew up in the 90s or the 80s or the 70s, those were all and obviously before that, those were all times when you could just see groups of kids getting together at all hours and just having fun outdoors. And for the record, I don't think it's any less safe today than it was back then but i think the news cycle is far more adamant about telling us every single danger that lurks in the shadows yeah in a very roundabout way my whole point here is to play pokemon go get outside yeah get outside get some exercise you know what while you're on while you're on your journey download some podcasts oh stuck in the 90s you're gonna love it yeah all right let's move on to our sponsorship section Today's a very exciting day. Oh, yeah. So exciting. This is, this is... Big news. New Horizons. We have our very first actual bona fide $10 sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Ooh, Rousing. All that Round of applause. Yeah. Today, so, real sponsor. This yeah. show is brought to you uh, by The Geekery. They've got a Facebook page. They've got an Etsy. I'll read you their blurb and we'll talk about them a little bit. We're going to give them a really good little spot here because they're the first. Yeah. And we want this to be memorable. Yeah, they they deserve it. Yeah. You guys, you guys rock. All right. Check out the Geekery. We hand make all kinds of geeky goodies like wallets, coasters, magnets, and more. All of your products are handmade by a husband and wife team and most use actual comic books. We do custom orders, whether for existing products or even something we haven't thought of. Look for us at facebook.com slash thegeekery42, which has pictures and a link to our Etsy shop. And if you have any questions or want to get in touch with them, their email is thegeekery42 at gmail.com. Now, these guys really went above and beyond because they sent us a whole package of goodies some of which we'll give away to you guys some of which a couple we're keeping for some of which we will yeah some of which we will selfishly keep for ourselves yeah these are really cool so Um, first and foremost we've got some magnets here i like these magnets yeah they're like wood actual wood magnets not just like thin cheap plastic Mm, the quality is good i think they probably smell good i'm gonna try that out right the more we've been looking at them we thought we had an idea of what we're gonna keep but then we changed things i'm gonna keep this mario and luigi one yeah, Classic I've got Mario a, and Luigi. 
Luigi. I've got this really cool Koopa one that I already just put on the fridge over there. Already up on the fridge. Yeah, it's super cool. They've got these wallets that are made out of uh, comic book pages. Pretty awesome. We've also got a light cover made out of comic book page. Yeah, I... Uh, like, this is really well done. It, yeah, that's cool. It's like, like shellacked the, or something. Like, actual, I didn't even know it was made out of a comic book page yeah, until actual, I turned it around. The craftsmanship here. Yeah, like once you actually have that on a wall, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. And the wallets are super cool. Like, if you're hanging out at a con or a comic book store or something and you pull out a wallet like this, people will ask you questions. These are really interesting looking pieces. Very cool stuff. Yeah, check out the geekery. Pretty cool stuff. Thank you so much for uh, for sending some stuff our yeah. way. Hey, if you buy something from them, let them know we sent you. That'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, check out their stuff. It's really cool. Maybe we'll post a picture or something. Yeah. So when I post the episode up, I'll post links for their stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, perfect. All right. That All right. pretty much just rounds out this episode of the podcast. Oh, we have to decide what we're going to do next week. Yeah. Okay, I will give the wheel a spin. All right. And we will definitely and pick I'll, uh, the year on it. I'll figure out. Okay. 15th, 15th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st. 15th to the 21st. 1998. 98. Nice year. Um, Good year. I'm excited for the music. I probably am not. No, probably not. As always, find us on Facebook at... Uh, Connor, you're better at this. Facebook.com slash stuck in the 90s podcast, I think. Uh, but you can find us just through a simple search. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We need to up our Insta game again. We were good yeah. there for a while. We fell I off. Had, I haven't had a lot of good stuff to post. Oh, yeah. I'm totally posting some of this stuff. That's true. We should yeah. definitely post this stuff. Stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be a $10 sponsor, that was a pretty good plug for 10 bucks, I think, probably. Yeah. So jump on board with us. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash SIT90S. We really need to up our social media game oh, i think we'll we, we slacked a little bit yeah summertime um, we're relaxing you know what it's like we're outside playing pokemon go oh god so much and you know what if this rain lets up i think we're gonna head back outside we will as for now i think podcast is now over all right thanks again to the geekery super cool